You're listening to the Safford Library Book Jockeys, where you'll learn about us, programs, and you guessed it, books. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode three of the Safford Library Book Jockeys. I'm your co-host, Elizabeth. And I am Victoria. And I got to tell you, it took five takes to get through that intro. I don't know why we just don't record an intro and then let that be like we we just use it all the time. Um, Why do we have to re-record the intro every time? That was painful. That's because you made it painful. You I, kept you kept changing the the intro. I'm just improvising. Why are you improvising? I don't know. Actually, I, it just popped out. I just really, I just kept messing. It up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can. Um, the honest answer why we haven't done it is because I don't know how to do that yet in the software. Okay, we'll get on that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can research it. <laughs> Gosh, it took us, yeah, five takes. Five takes. We also have a lot of angst, I think, probably pent up angst. Um, Victoria's been away on vacation, so there was just a lot of razzing each other that did not happen. That I think we need to, we're making up for now. Uh, I don't know about that. We've both come in hot this week, have we? With poking and jabbing and razzing each other. I haven't noticed. I know you have, I don't know that I have. That I think this are the beginnings of this argument is case in point. Have I? I'm serious. Like, I don't. Well, you were really confused last night in our conversation with our coworkers about Forks, Washington. One of our coworkers is traveling to Forks. And if any of our listeners are Twilight fans, um, then they already know that Forks, Washington is where Twilight takes place. And it's a real place. And our coworker is going to go there on vacation. We're looking at brochures from the Chamber of Commerce there. Right. Because she ordered brochures ahead of time. And what were you so confused about? I, what was I confused about? I don't understand what your what this conversation's going. Remember when I looked at Leslie because we I don't I don't remember. Anyway, the point is <laughs> we've both been on one. Apparently, I didn't even know I was on one, but apparently I have a So Victoria, you just came back from a, from an amazing once in a lifetime experience, I think, uh vacation. Tell us tell us all where you went. I mean, I know, but tell the listeners. I went to Italy. You went to Italy, guys. She's very excited about it. Um, yes, I went and I visited several places in Italy. I went to the Amalfi Coast. I went to Rome, Florence, the Dolomites, um, Venice. It was a great trip. I'm really glad that I did take some time and go to go and enjoy myself. That's about all. <laughs> I thought you were going to summarize Italy. <laughs> well, I went to these places. Yeah, I'm it was glad great. I went. Yeah, I'm glad it I went. It was good. It was good. I, I can't show them the slideshow. There's a slideshow, folks. We've been getting it in little pieces. So far, our slideshow, just we're on day three. Yeah, we'll we'll start on day four today, actually. Okay, we're going to take a few minutes to look at the day four pictures. You're, we're not going to get through day four pictures. That's my version of a slideshow, is conglomerating them into days. I didn't make a legitimate slideshow. I just made everybody just looking at the photos that you I know, took. You know, we're here for it. I go on Spotify and I turn on some Italian dinner music. Yes, and she creates an ambiance. Yeah, ambiance. <laughs> I love a theme. That's why I'm in early literacy. <laughs> it's all a theme. That's true. You are. Yeah. Right now I'm working on a new dramatic play center. You're uh, listeners, about this. Dramatic play is an opportunity for kids to learn through play to, mm-hmm. in a sense, rehearse for life. Right. Um, and so they've got the kitchen set up right now. I've done a vet center in the past. Right. Homemaker. Uh, grocery store, store, but I'm gearing up for a bakery. You're very excited about I'm this so bakery. I'm so excited for this bakery. I am making donuts for this pretend bakery out of stock. 
and felt. And we, we got the aprons yesterday. We did. Or the day before. So yes, you were very excited about those aprons. Yeah, and I'm just pulling together this dramatic play with things that we already have. Mm -hmm. We already have play cupcakes. We already have a stacking cake. Right. Uh, I'm making the donuts. I saw it on Pinterest. You just roll up the sock and glue the felt on top. And it's so darling. I'm going to put peppy paint for sprinkles on top. Oh my gosh. You didn't, it, see, you didn't show me that part of it. You just showed me the donut with the felt. Well, I've been resisting just having a little donut donut workshop in my office because, you know, it's a grant reporting time. So I've been busy with grant reporting time. It's also event planning time. And so I've been busy getting ready for our annual Halloween carnival and dinosaur day. Yep. They're coming up in the next three weeks, four yes. weeks. Like three and a half weeks next Thursday. So depending on when you're listening, I'll just use dates instead. But on October 26th is the Halloween carnival. And then on November 8th is dinosaur day. So both of my events are coming up really fast. Mm -hmm. It's like we planned it that way. Don't roll your eyes at me. <laughs> I didn't roll my eyes. I looked pointedly to, towards the left. That's rolling your eyes. Is it? It is. That's your version of rolling your eyes. I've noticed that. Is sarcastic expressions on my face. Yes. Yes. Instead of rolling your eyes, you do that expression instead. Yeah, but... So in Italy, tell us about all the gelato you ate. Lots of gelato. I actually got sick of gelato. Can you imagine getting sick of gelato? We had it every day for like the first six or seven days. Oh, yeah, that would be tiresome. <laughs> yeah, so by the end we were... You're constantly... like, give me a tiramisu, anything. Tiramisu was actually really good. Um, we had a creme brulee that was meh. Um, it wasn't compared to everything else. The best dessert I had was a chocolate lava cake from one of these restaurants. I have no idea what they did to this particular little chocolate cake. It was the best chocolate cake I've ever had in my life. I would go back just to that restaurant just to buy and eat again. Really. When I think about travel, I think about where I'm going to eat. There's a restaurant in Vegas where if I'm going to go to Vegas, I have a lot of family in Vegas. So that's what would bring me up there. But there's a restaurant I'm eating at. Oh, no, you've told me about this restaurant several times. It's an Irish restaurant. Yes, you told me to go eat there when I go to Vegas. Really, it's a really good Irish breakfast. <laughs> it's called Rira, and it's at, <laughs> it's at Mandalay Bay. And they don't need me to promote to promote their restaurant. <laughs> but it's the best Irish breakfast, full Irish breakfast, all the different meats. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, and, and that's the other thing with Italy. They eat a lot of meat for, they eat meat throughout, like, what is it called? The really thin sliced meat. Prosciutto? Prosciutto, yeah. They have that available for breakfast. Croissants. I miss croissants. Croissants are like really good there. We did a lot of eating there. Sounds like my kind of vacation. Yeah, it does actually. Well, I did not, since the last podcast, I've got to let listeners know I did not finish American Batia. You didn't? Book, no, it was a book I was promoting yeah, last I time. Remember. You know, I, I had done, I, sometimes I just get into a rut with reading and I just don't know what I want to read. So I haven't picked it back up. I actually turned it back in in case somebody, one of our listeners wanted to check it out in the meantime. And at some point I'll get back to reading that one. I just don't feel like, feel like it right now. What I'm really into right now is reading the apple orchard by Susan Wiggs. Debbie had it on one of her displays. And I was like, you know what? That seems like a perfect topic for this time of year. I just want to be cozy. I want to have something set in an apple orchard. Yep. So you really enjoying it so far? Oh yeah. I'm really enjoying it so far. I'm probably about a third of the way through. Uh, it's very character driven. Um, and it's actually set in 
kind of some Sonoma County area in California okay. wine country is where okay. this apple orchard is. And our protagonist has discovered she has this whole family that she didn't know about. Um, she knew, she just never knew anything about her dad's family. And now she's meeting them all and discovering she's inheriting half of this apple orchard. Wow. But plot twist, everything's like broken. It's going to be foreclosed. So I have a feeling in the book that's there's going to be some sort of solution to maintain this legacy. Is she going to fall into some money? I think in chapter one, she fell into money. That's going to, that she, I think the way the characters are weaving together, Susan Wiggs does this. She introduces characters. You learn so much about the characters and it isn't until the end that perhaps one provides a solution for the other or it all wraps up nicely. And that's something I like about her work. It really shows how connected we all are even if we don't realize we're connected. So I have a I have a hunch on how this financial problem for the orchard is going to be solved. But I'll keep that a surprise in case somebody wants to check out the <laughs> book as well. Um, she's this protagonist, she's in she's in antiques and okay. she appraises and values antiques and finds these antiques um, for a big for a big uh auction house. Oh, okay. Not Christie's, but like it's referenced it's to that level okay. upper echelon auction house and you've read several of hers now too i've read a couple of hers and her other two books that i've read um those were the books that went into domestic violence issues. Right, right right right. we haven't had any of that this book and i have a hunch we're not going to it's a different type of book it's just a different type of book okay. yeah so that's the apple orchard by susan wiggs well and uh, you know we've got a lot of our authors our not our authors our listeners a lot of our listeners even though it's been decades now since these books came right. out, we mentioned earlier the Twilight program right. or that our coworker is going to go to Forks, Washington. Well, there's going to be a Twilight program. Yes. On October 26th at right. 530. In the big program. In the big program. It's a, a trivia night. And yeah. I know that two of um, our coworkers that have put it together are really excited about it. They've been working on this and um, there'll be some prizes for the top three trivia groups um winners during that program well and costumes are encouraged Cost costumes yes are very <laughs> much encouraged so yes twilight costumes twilight costumes yes you know there's they and they are planning this every single little detail yes down to the very minute details i'm very they're yeah. very excited every time i learn about one i'm just so tickled i don't gosh i don't know if i want to i'm not going to give no away don't anything. give away anything i'm not going to give away anything but yeah let people come and experience it and yeah but it's a trivia night um so if you're a fan of twilight the books movies both please come and join us it's for 18 and up only this is one of those programs where you just want for a, a nice adult night out and um it should be a lot of fun i know they they're excited to to put this program together Our guest for today is Debbie Linden. Debbie, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, yeah, so we've been featuring, so far, episode three, we've just been featuring one of our coworkers, so our listeners can get to know the staff here at the Safford Library. So Debbie, could you give us a little bit of insight for our listeners into what you're in charge of here at the library? So I am in charge of DVDs, audiobooks. I shelve the new books. I work the front desk. I process the new books. I am in charge of the library turtle. Not in charge of. I help with the library turtle. Um, I do some of the decorating, which is my favorite. 
Well, some of the decorating. decorating. <laughs> I, have, I always have help. Jennifer, the cricket master, never gets enough credit. But um, well, you never Jennifer. also let yourself take enough credit either. You're so modest. Mostly because I copy a lot of stuff that I see on Pinterest. It so I don't feel like it's mine to brag about. I just see something. I think, oh, that they would put look it good. on Pinterest so it could be shared yes. and people could use it. I, my friend Roxanne introduced me to Pinterest and I <laughs> found my people when I got on there and I just, that's what I do in my spare time. I'm on Pinterest and I'm looking and seeing things and just so, gathering info. So if you've seen any of our decorations that for the big holidays or really any time of year right now, it's Halloween de decorations. It's Debbie that's putting. This is my time. I love it. <laughs> Well, especially it's your time You've, here and yes. while we're recording, she has a, a special handmade trophy. Beautiful handmade That she's repaired, trophy. by the way. She's repaired. She's taking a lot of care into its maintenance. <laughs> it, it says Pumpkin Master on the trophy. Yes, yes. And why do you have this trophy, Debbie? Well, I'm the three-time champion of the pumpkin contest for the library. And so I'm going for number four this year. I think I have a good one. So <laughs> I have a good one too. I think I have a good one All too. Right. All right. Well, and I think I've noticed the way the voting goes. Like you're really good. I've decided. I, I this is. I don't have much at all of anything at all to base this on. My theory is you're really good into tapping into the middle-aged woman's vote. Well, I mean, Which and so, <laughs> I, and so I am going to try that avenue and okay. see if I can get bump higher than third place. I've been third place two years in a row, which is kind of funny. I just think it's funny. I'm going totally different this year. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, the last two were the Charlie Brown and Snoopy. So I, I just, I've always loved that. That's always been my thing. And then a witch was once, but this year I'm going kind of in a different direction, I guess. So you're pretty confident. Um, I'm pretty confident that when I saw it, I was like, that's the one. <laughs> Well, we've seen you slowly throughout the year. This will appear yes. occasionally. Every now and again, we got to bring out the trophy. If you guys could see it, it's epic. It's a good one. So when I saw it, I knew I had to have it. And it's been on my desk, a little dusty, for three years now. So because well, it hasn't moved for three years. It hasn't moved. I've come close. Forky almost took me out. Oh, that's one right. year. Yeah. I won by like one. Yeah, and Bluey almost took me out last oh, year. Oh, that's right, so Bluey. It's yep. come. Close, and we we only have two voting days this year, right? So it's going to be it's two normally three, we have isn't four. It? Is it two I think we're only doing Monday and Tuesday. Oh, we are, yeah, yeah. So we have a shortened voting window this year. So we'll oh, see, gosh. we'll see. <laughs> she, well, you have next year's plan too. I've, I've actually got the next two years oh plan. Oh my gosh! So. <laughs> and listeners, this and listeners here, just as a library staff, it, what it is, it's a pumpkin decorating contest. Yes. Yes. It has to be, how, what percentage has to be real pumpkin? Like 75. 75% after. Because <clears throat> one of our or organic, or organic material. Or, yeah. Right? yeah. Well, uh, it has to be 75% pumpkin. Yeah, I can't be able to pretend pumpkin as we found out last year, year. That somebody entered. Right. So it's, <laughs> we've got a pumpkin decor decorating contest. It's for our library staff little friendly competition and then patrons you can vote via social media or in person and then yes. the winner gets the pumpkin master trophy yes and um yes and debbie has won the first three years of this it's been <laughs> happening for three years debbie's won all three years i'm yes. strangely competitive with weird little things like this so <laughs> I know I like that too. I I get really insular when it comes and anxious when it comes to athletic. Yeah. But you give me a baby shower game. Oh yeah, yeah. A Let's wedding bring shower spoons. Games. spoons yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't play spoons with me because I've heard. Yeah. 
I'm just weird about weird I, I get like that. I get competitive <laughs> over those same things too. Yeah. But. Victoria, do you get competitive over anything? Not really. I used to, but no. I think this is probably I'm not even competitive with this. There's no point, Debbie. You've always brought a good one though. And well yeah, because it's still last year like, was, was, like the hamburger. was it that you guys did the same the ice cream we both uh-huh. did the same both the first year. Yeah. But you went last like, year was so awesome for my pumpkin. It took me fifteen minutes. Oh nice. I just bought a miniature pumpkin <laughs> last year and I spray painted it gold. I hot glued some gold feathers on, which is actually difficult to do hot glue it's, on a pumpkin. That's what I'm worried about stick. with mine this year. I have Uh-oh. some hot glue happening. I'm thinking, is it going to work? I do have a plan B. Okay. Yeah. And then I had a golden snitch in 15 minutes. It was great. <laughs> that one was yeah, good. I do that remember that group text. You were very excited that you had completed yours. Yeah. This year, last year, I didn't put as much effort. I did the French. What did I do? French fries and a hamburger? Yeah. And this well, year, pumpkins are hard to paint. The paint doesn't stick, and then the glue—it's just kind of well, a weird. Well, that's why I've been avoiding painting. Yeah, it's just a weird thing to. It's a weird palette, I guess. Is, yeah, it doesn't want to hold paint. It doesn't want to hold oh, glue. Oh, this is your just, four. This is your four, isn't it? This is your four. Yep. Yeah. Okay, that's right. That's right. Paint doesn't want to stick. No, but I found that spray paint that spray paint sticks fine, but acrylic paint. No, it no. just wants to peel. You have to touch it, and it's gone. Yeah, it's a problem. Yeah, that's true. Bluey, but Bluey did pretty well last year. Yeah, but every kid that walked in here was Bluey. So I was And worried. carving does not work because they... Oh, uh, no. No, no. They rot too quickly. They, they rot too quickly. This would be the only year that we could get away with it if we wanted Because it's only two-day two floating. But thing, you'd have but to do it like Sunday night. Seriously, yeah. There's way be, too much By planning. Wednesday, you'd be... It'd be a mushy So it's a, it's a friendly out. competition amongst the staff. It's very friendly. <laughs> <laughs> well, to Debbie, it has been. Yeah, <laughs> It's treated her well. <laughs> well, you know, you know so many people in the community. True. So even though it's a blind voting, so to speak, the pumpkins just have numbers. Oh, we, we know. Um, <laughs> Debbie's at all the community events, it seems, um, really being a, a fixture in our community and a wonderful community helper. Thank you. Been here since 1991 or 1989. 1989 is when I moved wow. here and I've always worked in public places. So I've met a lot of people. And so, yeah, it's nice to feel like it's home. Cause when I first moved here, coming from a city, knowing nobody, it was, it was a, like a two year hump that I had to get over. And then when you start meeting people and seeing the same people places, it's like, okay. And now 30, how many years later, it's, yeah. it's home for sure. Now I go to the city. I'm like, no, get me out of here. I'm out. <laughs> I the know. city girl, there's no city girl left in me. None whatsoever. None. Yeah. So. Well, you can't go out and walk your dog just easily, <laughs> easily just down the street or Yo. down down the way at Discovery Park and just enjoy nature and be My part of it all. Yeah, yep, that's true. What's your favorite part about working at the Safford Library? Probably the decorating. I, <laughs> I just love to do that. And I love um, working with the Myrtle, the turtle. Um, my coworkers are the absolute best. We are definitely a family. So that's always a good thing when we have our, I could just laugh. If I'm bored on the weekend or something, I'll scroll through just our group texts. This is so funny. These people are hilarious. So, I mean, that's always a plus. We do. We can't seem to get enough of each other. No, on, on the, the weekends, weekends we're, we're, each we're, other. we're chiming in over everything all weekend long. And I love that. I just think it's a lot of fun to have that family feel. What have you been reading lately, Debbie? So, right now, I'm listening to, I'm a big audiobook um, lover. I'm listening to, and I don't know what book it is, in the X Hex. And it's it's not normally what I listen to, as we know, me and you are a big um, like food book people. But I wanted me, something Elizabeth. that felt like, oh yeah, 
<laughs> I wanted something that felt um, like Halloweeny. Oh, okay. But um, this isn't my thing. But it's by Aaron Sterling, the X Hex. I guess it's getting good. It's male witch, female witch. You know how they were together. They split apart. They're back together because of a reunion, and that's about where I'm at right now. So it's it's interesting. That sounds like fun. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it does. So something Halloweeny. I'll probably go a different route next Halloween. But you like to theme. You like to theme depending on your time of year. I do. <laughs> already got my Christmas book picked out. Yeah, I buy, I'm a very calendar kind of person, as you probably noticed. Like with the, oh, the Spice of the Month Club. I didn't mention oh, that. Oh, of course. Yes, 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 yes. I am also. Spice yes. Month Club. And I try to keep that also with the calendar. So this month we're doing apple pie spice for obvious reasons, because October is apple month. Everything fall. Um, and I just try to keep in with the calendar. You know, yeah. Like, what are we doing this month? Is it barbecue month? Is it pie month? Is it? You know, that's, I, and a lot of folks really are looking for those now that you can come to the desk and get a free sample. You sure can. Yes. I've been at the desk sometimes. A patron will walk in, ask for this. Do we, if we have any more spice of the month packets, we'll give them the packet. And then they immediately leave. That was the sole reason why they yeah. came to the library. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I know we feature them in a lot of our cooking classes every yeah. month. And we try to tie them in somehow if we can with Cindy's. Yes. Um, the U of A Extension class. Office when they do their cooking classes monthly. And if you have not taken advantage of the Spice of the Month Club, essentially what it is is Debbie put, like as she said, puts together the program. Each month there's a featured spice and you get a little packet, a little sample of that spice, take home and attached to the little bag are sample recipes that incorporate the featured spice. Um, so you can cook along, cook along with, uh, with other folks at the library. And then if... Um... You can, if there's recipes that we don't have listed that you use the spice with, you can put it on Targram County Cooks online. Yes. Uh, cookbook repository. So it's it's a great way for us to keep building up that recipe. Always oh, fun to see other people's recipes. Yeah. And see what yeah, works. Tried and true stuff. Yeah. This I've made a million times. It works every time. Give me those ones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then that, you know, it really helps define our local foodways and how we experience food and what food is like in our community and the things right. we eat and the things we love eating. Tell us more, Victoria, how can listeners, if they've got a recipe that they love, how can how can listeners share that with the library? So there's a couple of ways you can do that. Um, you can um, you can come to the library and we'll actually scan it to the BiblioBoard website that we use for our online um, recipe collection. Or if you're comfortable and you feel you can do it on your own at home, you can also upload it to that website. And then um, it's part of, it's BiblioBoard. It's on the library website, SaffordLibrary.org. And um, you just upload the recipe and then the staff will, the staff just make sure there's enough. And then we put them out and anybody else at that point can access them. It's a really cool program. And I think it's, like you said, a good way to share our recipes in the community and learn tried and true recipes. Yeah, bring me the recipe cards that have the splatters on them and the weird yeah, stuff because those, you know, are good ones and they're going to work. Yeah, time. it's like that book you, you and I, and I think Leslie read it as well, The Recipe Box. Oh, yes. I love that book so much. Where, I know, I do too. <laughs> um, but favorite. there's a recipe box and the recipes are on little cards yep, and, they and they're are, all good. They're all splattered over. Yep, those They've are been the used ones. for generations. Yep. So yeah, please bring those and we'll yeah. help you scan them yep. and we'll upload them to the site for you. And that way you can share those tried and true recipes with, yeah, with others in the community. Yep. Debbie, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you uh, we will see me. what happens with we'll the see. pumpkin master trophy and who wins our 
our staff pumpkin decorating contest. Okay. I'm going to bring it. I'm going to bring it. Okay, bring, bring it. it, bring it. <laughs> Okay, so in episode two, we gave you guys, the listeners, the opportunity to ask us questions, and we hope you continue to bring in your questions, um, either through our social media avenues or by emailing us. You can email us at SafferdLibrary at gmail.com. Yes, and that does get checked regularly. And we did have a question from one of our listeners. It's a really good question that I think a lot of people can relate to, myself included. I've been in this place. So here is the question. Sometimes it can be overwhelming for someone to walk into a library and pick out just a handful of books. How do you choose? We actually had to go to committee on this. Yes, we did. Because we each had thoughts on that. And then staff had other avenues as well, because there is no cookie cutter answer to this question. No, there isn't. How would you choose a bunch of books when you just walk into a library? See, I'm a nonfiction reader, so I go to the, and I like nonfiction history, specifically European history. So I go to that section. So I go to that section first and look for new books in there and items that I'm interested in. Or if I'm looking at American history, I'll go to that section. But then again, I'm looking for a specific type of book. Right. So that's one avenue you can take for figuring out where to get books, what books you like, is is just that. To yes. go to a section that is familiar, topic, something that you like, something that you're interested in. We have displays all yes. over the library. Debbie does those for Debbie us. Debbie does those displays. In fact, one of the books I'm reading right now came off of one of those displays. Um, and those are going around the seasons or yes. a particular topic. Yes, correct. And then also in the adult fiction section, for example, which Miss, our coworker Misty is in charge of, of shelving and taking care yes. of, she will have books featured, again, also with a different season or topic. Right. And that means that they are not, they're on the shelf in a predominant way. Yeah. So maybe um, the covers facing out as opposed to the spine facing out just to highlight that particular title. Our new book section is also a nice way to get a sense of maybe picking up a bunch of books because what's nice about the new book section, you know, it, the shelving area for the new books, it's not as overwhelming. It's just Correct. that one relatively small space compared to the whole compared to the whole rest of the collection. So it feels a little easier to browse. Yes, it does. And Another option before you come to the library, if you're overwhelmed, something else that I know folks have used, there's like books. So there's a, a that? so books that are similar to authors you've already read. So there's a there's a website literature map and you type in that author and then it will actually show you a physical diagram of authors that are similar in topic and scope to that particular author you've read. Oh, and that's called Literature Map? Literature Map, yeah. Okay. It's a website. So if you're, you think you, if you have a little bit of time, you can just look that up before you, before you come to the library. You can use Goodreads. If you use, if you track what cut type of books you read, there's other options. You could probably search similar titles. Am I correct in that with Goodreads? Most likely. I mean, you know me, I haven't fully oh, it's right, it's right, it's right. gone into everything. The app, the, the thing that I like most about Goodreads is tracking it keeps a nice list of everything I've read. Yes. And then at the end of the calendar year, it will show you here are all the books you read in this calendar year. Here's the book that was was read the most right. by Goodreads users. Here's the book that you read that was read the least. It's just some fun stats like that. Well, another option we really haven't talked about is you could come and ask us at the customer service desk. I know some, depending on the genre you're looking for, if you like young adult titles, we have 
individual that ordered young adult titles. If you like adult mysteries, adult fiction, we have someone that's Leslie, who we spoke with last week. She gives a lot of great recommendations. Last, yeah. last, last month. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Our vacation really time worked you there. I did. I'm sorry. Last month, uh, Leslie, she does a lot of, um, she does really, does really provide great book recommendations. Right. Yes, talking to us is a great idea, talking to a librarian, because the more we get to know you and hear the things you're reading, the more we get a sense of your taste and, and, and what, what we can steer you to. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of times if, you know, there's a certain series you like and the series is coming to an end, there's, we more than likely have a similar style or genre or author. So yeah, any of those avenues are, are great ways to, to, fi to find the next book you want to read. This was a great question. Hopefully this has given our listeners something that, something to think about and chew on and figure out when they're looking and, and searching for their next read. Let's talk about books. All right. What are you, well, we've talked about what you've been reading, correct? Right. I'm currently reading The Apple Orchard by Susan Wiggs. And with my son, one of my oldest son, we are reading Fantastic Mr. Fox. And we read, when I first read that book, I read it in third grade. And then we did a mock trial and we put Mr. Fox on trial. Really? Yes. And I don't recall all the reasons why we put Mr. Fox on trial. Um, I'm sure more will come to me as my son and I finish reading the book. But I think what we were doing, even as third graders, is putting him on trial to examine the morality and legality, I guess, of him taking food from the farmers. I've never read Mr. Fox, so I meant Fantastic Mr. Fox. Okay. Yeah, Fantastic Mr. Fox by Roald Dahl. Okay. It's a very quick read. It's just taking my son and I a little while because we're talking about, about the book after each chapter and right. things like that. What is it about? It's about a fox who steals food from three farmers, Bogus, Bunce, and Bean, mm -hmm. and each of them is a different type of animal farmer. Like Okay. And, and, uh, they don't like that. They're very, uh, mean people, mm -hmm. but they don't like it. So at this point in the story, they are digging a hole okay. in the ground to get to the fox's den. Oh, okay. Okay. Vengeance will be theirs. They are, <laughs> they are set. On okay. And that's where we're at. And the fox and his family are keep digging for their lives. That's where we're at <laughs> in the story. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Roald Dahl doesn't mess around. No, apparently not. I don't know that I've ever read, if I recall reading any of his books. But when it comes to the Get Booked right. series of, of books you can choose to read, one of them is your favorite author's favorite book. And I was able to check that one off my list. I don't know that she's one of my favorite authors, but she was somebody I was able to re actually re research who her favorite authors or books right. are. So it turns out that Julia Quinn, who writes the Bridgerton, Bridgerton books, which I don't know that they're necessarily my favorite ever, but I'm really enjoying right. that in right. recent years. And so she did an interview and she talked about some of the books on her shelf that she really likes. One of them we have in the collection. It is a young adult graphic novel called They Called Us Enemy by George Takei. And it is a graphic novel about his experiences well, actually not him. Yes, yes. His experiences growing up and being in the Japanese internment camps as oh, wow. a child. And really it's very biographical starting with his parents and then on into his adulthood at present oh, and wow. his work he's done 
uh, for Japanese Americans and so on. But the core of the book is the internment camps. And it's been, it was fascinating how, oh, really? how in that literary art form right. of a graphic novel, just how much they were able to pack in and not only his life as a narrative, but all of the political events that took place during that period and oh. after that period as well. Right. Well, and I think graphic novels kind of get looked over as they're just comic books, but they're really not. And when we were, we're talking about a graphic novel, we're talking about something of substance similar to what you're, re what you're experiencing. There's a lot of information within those pages. Yes. And some things unsaid because they are in they're they're in they're in they're in the frame. Yeah, they're in the frame. So when we're talking about a graphic novel that we're not talking about a comic book, we're talking about a different type of material that's very intentional in how they're presenting the information. Right. So if listeners, if you like historical fiction, yes, give this a read. Yes. It's They Call This Enemy by George Takei. If you like World War II. Uh, topics with reading give this a read if you're a star star trek fan i almost yeah. i almost said <laughs> star, star wars, wars fan. fan if you're a star trek fan and you really like george takei you know pick up his book and learn a little bit more about his life experience um it's well worth the read and then one of our friends of the, friend, one of our friend friends of the library, library suggested along the same vein a novel called Hotel on the Corner of Bitter and Sweet by Jamie Ford. And that also dives into the topic of the Japanese internment uh -huh. camps. Um, so there's a, you know, not everything is a light read, that's no. for sure. But They Call This Enemy was striking. I highly recommend it. Huh. What have you been up to in reading? Well, I haven't read that much, as you all know. Right. But Vacation. <laughs> well, you also are reading some Bridgerton. Yes. I'm on book six. Is that Gregory's book? Is he, what, what child is he done the line? He's number seven. He's number seven. Oh, there's eight. So I've read the book. So I'm on book eight then. The last book I read was Francesca's book. Oh, okay. Well, whichever the number is. Yeah. You, you read Francesca's book? Yeah, I didn't. That, that one, Francesca's book is called When He Was Wicked. No. No. No? Was it? Oh, I have to look it up. You have to look it up. Yeah. When He Was Wicked. Yeah. Okay, so you are reading, it, you are reading it, books, whatever number, whatever it is, series. it's Gregory's book. It's In His Kiss, is that the book? Which, oh, On the Way to the Wedding is the which book. book are you reading? Victoria? On the Way to the Wedding. Okay, you are reading On the Way to the Wedding. I'm reading On the Way to the Wedding. Which, but you did just read When, when he, he Was, was wicked. wicked. Yes. Okay, so you read about Francesca, now you're reading about uh, youngest brother, Gregory. Gregory, correct. On the Way to the Wedding. Yes, and I've just started you that just book. just started it. Okay. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes. Nice. Yeah. I, like I said, we've, me and you have talked a lot about our thoughts on the book, in, on the series in general as it's progressed from the beginning, the Duke and I, to, to this one. So I'm kind of interested to see how where it goes right now. It's kind of a slow read to begin with. So we'll see if it picks up going forward. Yeah, but I've been on vacation, so I haven't really read in about three weeks. So. I'll have to pick it back up again. We have Leslie with us because she has a big book recommendation that we're so excited about. And we even have some programming connected to it. So Leslie, tell us about the book. All right. I do have a really exciting book to talk to everyone about. And after we discuss the book, we can talk a little bit about the author. 
So the book I want to recommend today is The Cold Millions by Jess Walter. If you're a fan of historical fiction, this one is for you. Um, if you like a well-written novel, this can be the book for you as well. It's set in Spokane, Washington, um, back in the early 20th century, and it covers the Dolan brothers, a pair of brothers that are swept up into the turbulent class warfare and all the changes that were happening in that time period. So the story is told from several perspectives that give us insight into each of these richly developed characters. For me, character development is key to enjoying a book, and this book hits that dead on. Um, the Dolan brothers themselves, of course, are well-written and fascinating, but there's side characters in the book that I just grew so attached to. Um, while reading this book, you'll meet Ursula the Great, who's a burlesque performer. Um, you'll also meet real characters from history, including Elizabeth Gurley Flynn. She was an American labor leader, an activist, and a feminist who played a leading role in the industrial workers of the world. Um, and that is a theme that will carry really heavily throughout the book, is the beginnings of this labor movement, um, the different things, the different um, activities that they were doing, how they were trying to get people involved, and the reasons behind why that was necessary and why they felt so passionately about it. So like that there's just so many richly written characters, um, very descriptive writing, very nice narrative. It flows really well. Um, so it's just really enjoyable to read. Uh, and beyond that, it also really resonates today. Um, it's a story of building the American dream of social unrest and the divide between the rich and the poor. It's also a story of love and loyalty and what safety means for you and what you're willing to do to, to have that peace and safety. So that's kind of the coverage of the book. I'm encouraging everyone to read it, um, mostly because I like to have everybody read what I like, but also it's really a fantastic book. And we do have um, copies here available for pickup for the public, and there's a reason why we do. Um, this is our other big announcement that I'll let Leslie speak to a little bit. Something we are super excited about, maybe fangirling a little bit about, maybe. is we have Jess Walter coming to visit here at the Safford Library. So Jess is the author of The Cold Millions, as well as seven other books and two short story compilations. He's the winner of the Edgar Allan Poe Award and a finalist for the National Book Award. He's also one of the featured writers currently for the NEA Big Read. So well-known author, um, wonderful author especially a great novelist, and he's going to be here to talk to us about his processes and about the cold millions. So we would love you to read the book and come get to know the author behind these wonderful books. And he'll be here November 16th at 5.30 p.m. here at the library. We're really excited to have him and come, as you said, share his story. So it's it's an exciting time. So please, if we do have some copies available, if you'd like to come by the library, we can uh, provide those copies for you. And you can kind of get an idea of the great world. Well, you just put a great review together. Um, you can read the book and then um, come to that presentation and, and talk with Jess about it. All right. Thank you, Leslie. Hopefully for... we see you there. Yeah. So, thank you. Okay. Thanks. Well, I'd say this was a really productive podcast. I'd say so too, actually. Considering this is my first week back. I know. <laughs> You've got to get yourself back not only into our time zone, but on a correct calendar so that you know what is happening <laughs> in your life and in the life of the library. You know what? Get it, your bearings. It, 
It was one mistake. I accidentally said last week. Well, we need to set the standard higher then for you, don't we, Victoria? <laughs> You're our fearless leader, so I would get say act together. <laughs> I'm not going to say fearless leader. <laughs> yeah, we went and mentioned so many books. You know, we've got a display at the library, so if you didn't quite catch all the books and you don't feel like rewinding the podcast to find out those titles you were interested in, we have a display that features these titles. So yes. we've got you covered. Yes. Oh my gosh, I just made a pun. Like a book like a book cover. Yeah. You know, maybe let's sign off while we're still ahead. <laughs> let's quit while we're ahead. Uh, you've been listening to the Safford Library Book Dockies. You've learned about us. Programs. And books. You can... Find us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. You can also email us, as one of our listeners did, at safford at gmail.com. Send us your questions. Connect. See ya.